Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim GK, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of the Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of the Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today we're going to talk about uh, credit cards, uh, merchant credit cards, accepting credit cards for your businesses. If you want to chime in in the conversation or have any questions of me, you can call at 347-324-3460, 347-324-3460, or you can post a question in the chat room and I'll go ahead and read the, uh, uh, answer the question on the air. Here's an, an essential thing. Um, before we get started, on this topic, I'm going to play a ad from our sponsor, who actually does uh, do merchant card processing. But um, I just want to get this out of the way, and we can go ahead and get started with the show details. Be back in a moment. You listen to the Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. You're listening to the Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Okay, I'm back, and we're going to talk about credit card. Why you business should take credit cards. Years ago, um, probably almost ten years ago, um, you should have noticed that there was like two worlds: people that pay a lot of things with cash, people start to pay things with credit cards. There was two systems going on. If you go to Exxon Station, you see that people there was credit card rate and the debit card rate or cash rate. Okay. In the past 10 years, I mean, the past really six or seven years since I think the mid-2000s, uh, our use of credit cards have just been astronomical. We're becoming a a uh, cashless society. Your business, under any circumstances, should be able to take credit cards. If not, you're dead in the water. You're limited the amount of money and income you can earn if you do not accept credit cards. Yes, you can invoice a particular customer, but most businesses today have credit cards that's available, and they can pay you quicker on the credit card than write a check. Most of them already have check cards that's associated with their accounts, and sometimes they have uh, uh, to get out of their fees. Either they use the card uh, at least once a month, like Bank of America, and you not charge for anything for your account. So. You should be using them. You should be accepting them. 
Acceptum is a really simple process. Yeah, it is driven by uh, you can't be a, a horrible credit person. Doesn't mean you can't have like a 300 or four, I mean, uh, 400 uh, credit score. You probably get denied. But if you have 500 or better, with still horrible credit, uh, you should be able uh, for a score. You should be able to accept credit cards. Accepting credit cards is essential to the growth of your business. If you want to grow fast. That's how you grow. If you are a uh, a retailer that uh, just only accept cash, your uh, your competitors accepting credit cards. Uh, people will buy things buy a lot more with credit cards than they buy cash. The cash is only dependent on what they have in their pockets at the time. However, credit cards go beyond that. A credit card, you can just go on and on and buy as much as you can. You can. You will pay 30% more, buy 30% more in one sense. Okay, let's talk about the explanation of fees or credit cards. There are three different rates, pretty much four. There's a check card rate, okay? Um, check cards is mainly attached to someone's personal bank account, okay? So there's a check card rate now. Uh, so those are going to be the lowest uh, merchant processing fees. You probably see on a person come to you, hey, we're going to, you're going to pay a one point percentage points on a card. Well, then they're charging you more on the other ends of the cards. So I'll go over what the break-even rates are, what the common rates are, and then we pretty much go from there. But the first thing is the credit card rate, I mean the check card rate, which would be the lowest because it's actually – coming directly for someone's uh, checking account, okay? Then there's a qualified rate, which is a credit card rate. This means it's an actual credit line attached to that card. They have a rate for that, okay? Then you have a rate uh, when it comes to non-quad. Non-quad is where they're going to make a lot of money on and quad, mid-quad. The first one, mid-quad. Mid-quad is a rewards card. So you have some type of rewards attached to that card. If you use a card, you get these many rewards. So you have to still have to pay for it. Someone pays for it. So the merchant pays for a part of the system. And non-quad would be a, a corporate card or an international card uh, or a key transaction. That means the merchant enter it without the card being swiped. They enter it physically there. And that is the highest because it's a higher risk of fraud. Then lastly, there's a model card in between. A model uh, account is that it's a telephone mail order account or internet account. And that's kind of a, uh, a higher rate in one sense, but is in between, uh, is lower than a mid-quad uh, uh, and a non-quad. So let me go over the, the points again. Okay. Uh, first of all, some people have just regular debit cards. They key the number in, and it comes instantly within a few hours out of your account. And you're responsible to keep up with your own PIN. Okay? That's one set. And that's usually have a logo or a postcard or whatever merchants need to be able to accept that on point of, no, on, on spot transaction like that. Then the check card rate. Check card rate can be like 1%. Typically, like 3.9% and uh, other transactions. You're paying 3.9% baseline. Uh, usually, it's the, the minimal cost because it's a break-even cost that uh, Visa MasterCard has set up. So, that's the check card rate. Uh, 
a the next rate would be called a credit card rate, which is a qualified. Usually it's six point six six or something like that. And that's the percentage you pay for accepting credit cards. Okay, it's not that much money, real look at it. Okay. Uh if you're looking at a hundred dollar transaction, you're dealing with a dollar sixty six, okay? Add a part of your cost of doing business. Then from there you have a mobile account or internet account or a e commerce account, those are like a two point nine percent uh break even rate. Okay? Doesn't mean that's before the uh processors start to make money off that the transaction. Okay, then quad mid quad is a rewards card that you know a lot of customers would get uh, rewards if they continue to use their cards. Those are mid quad. And non quad is actually keyed in transaction. Okay? Uh, I mean physically you don't have the card there to be swiped, you get to physically add that in. That's what they make a lot of money off of. Uh, because the, the risk is higher. Corporate cards, government cards are going to be non-quad because uh, the person who's signing for it and then necessarily is the card holder is they're just a representative of the company. Okay. Um, there's sometimes an application fees. We don't. Uh, our sponsor company don't charge our application fee. If you mention the broadcast, but there can be a, um, a fee to set up the account anywhere from twenty-five dollars to two hundred dollars. Um, if they ask you, uh, uh, there's also a transaction fee per transaction. It's usually like um, 20 cents or 25 cents per every transaction you run to get the authorization back. So they charge for that uh, as well. So when you swipe the card, it communicates to a terminal system to get the approval, to get approval from the bank, it comes back an authorization code. So those would be like 20, uh, 20 cents. If you use your debit card, it's only the cost of the debit card authorization. And that's it. Because the money is transferred right away. American Express uh, is his own animal. But let me touch on Discover. Discover, uh, Visa bought this, uh, Discover, so they're part of that whole system. So the Discover card rate would be the same as a Visa MasterCard. However, Amex is his own uh, account itself. So you have to get approval from Amex, and those rates are going to be much higher uh, with Amex. They're going to be in the upper, um, uh, about close to 3%. Limit on the percentage regarding uh, mid and none. The, for example, I mentioned one, uh, 1.39. That's what you're going to pay anyway from whatever that credit card is. Or for a debit card, if it's a credit card, it's the point. It can be 1.65 or something like that, or 6x. But you're going to pay another fee on top of that to pay for those rewards as a merchant, but the customer don't. It can be anywhere from 1.49 to 5.9. Again, that's on top of the rate. So now you can be up to right, no, 3, uh, 3%. Uh, anywhere from, say, 2.5% to as high as 4%. Uh, when you come to non-qualified, hope that makes sense. So you pay the credit card rate plus you pay the additional rate if it's a rewards card. You pay additional if it's going to be a quad uh, rate. So let me get throw some numbers out. Okay, let's say your uh, your credit card is one point six five. 
Okay. Let's say now it's a rewards card, so you add another percentage point on that. Let's say it's 1.59. So whatever those two numbers are is what you pay. It says 3%. Now, if you go back, if it's a government card or an international card, a corporate card, sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't. Or if you manually enter it, you're paying the regular 1.66 rate plus you're paying a 1.89, depends which on your merchant statement, which you agree to, that's what you're going to pay. Um, so that's the key in transaction, international card or corporate card. Sometimes they have statement fees. Some companies have them. Some companies have it free. Some have $9. Some have $5. But they do it part of the cost of business to mail cards out, me and mail statements out. Sometimes you can uh, do this really just over uh, the Internet. Um, they just email you for the amount uh, for your statement. Or you can log in to take a look at it uh, to consolidate it. Uh, monthly minimums, there's usually a monthly minimum. They need you to process at least $25 a month. If not, you're going to be charged $25 a month. Uh, let's do a couple of examples. Check card rate, you spent $500 at 1.4 equals $7. A quad monthly rate, okay, you spend $200 at 2% is $4. A nut mid quad rate, you spend $100 is 1.9, is actually $1.59. If you do a non-quad rate, you spend $100, you have at 1.89, which is $1.89. Total of your whole transactions from that is going to be $14.48. But your monthly minimum is $25. So you have a difference of $10. You're going to pay $25 at the bottom line. Okay? Let's talk about the uh, warranties. If you do equipment, I would say buy your own equipment because you're safe if you can. Uh, you can buy your own equipment and have them to program it. Uh, you buy equipment, it can be anywhere from $100 to as much as um, thousands of dollars if you go to a point-of-sale system. Or you can uh, use your own computer and install QuickBooks or whatever uh, POS system and modify it for that. But if you're in a restaurant for speed and everything else, uh, that you have people standing in line, you want a a system that hand, can handle that type of volume, uh, an official POS system if you're in the restaurant. There's also a batch fee. A batch fee is what you're going to pay at the end of the day when you batch. This means all your transactions during the day, they still have to be batched. What does batching mean? This means if you had 100 transactions to, today, they just pull the approvals out and reserve your amount on your card with your issuing bank. But you haven't officially sent all the information in. And the reason they do this is usually set at the end of the business because the restaurants need to add tips. Your ticket might have been $50, but it didn't include what you're giving an allowance for your server for a tip. So what happens is they go back and add that tip uh, fee in, at the end of the day, so they take the receipt, okay, they're charged for $50, but I'm going to give them a $10 tip. So they go back and add the tip with that particular transaction, and then at the end of the day, you've taken all of this and you're making a, think of making a deposit. You pull all your transactions, you upload it to the system, say, hey, pull all of these, this money from this particular, all these accounts, and it pulls it. So it's usually like a $25, I mean, $0.25 cents fee. 
is minimum is twenty cents or twenty five cents fee to batch that out for that day. Because when you're sending your deposit slip in electronically, and that's where it is electronic deposit slip. AVS fee, if you ever heard of that, it's called an address verification. Some systems ask for that, but they charge. It's like five cents for that. And they ask you to match the zip code to come back uh, at the Eastern Bank to come back fraud. But you uh, so you want to see if the card is good, you just do an address verification by the zip code. If you call into a system, it's usually it's going to be a buck. Uh, to get a live person to do something electronically, they're going to charge you for Chargebacks is a different animal. And I'm going to talk about that in depth, but chargebacks are usually anywhere from $15 to $30 if a chargeback has occurred back to your account. This means someone disputed the charge, uh, the bank held it was valid. They're going to charge you not only deduct the amount of that transaction that the customer put in, but also charge you a $25 fee. Um, so don't let it get to that point. Uh, wireless fee, there's usually uh, $15, $18 to set up a wireless system. Wireless is pretty uh, expensive, and you really don't have to do that. I think it's some systems you can use uh, with your own credit card, which are a smartphone, to get an authorization. Internet terminal is the same thing. It's going to cost you for that. Uh, so be aware of an internet terminal fee. This means they charge you to go over your IP address. But things are getting cheaper and cheaper as things go on. Uh, usually they want you to be in a couple of year contract, and they would kind of spell out if that's going to be a contract fee you have to pay. So those in a nutshell is what fees are usually uh, are. Talking about chargebacks, the way to handle chargebacks is really simple. Uh, if a customer complains and you feel that it's going to be an issue, say, I'm going to do this. Why don't you return the product, and I refund your money. Don't haggle. Don't go through all that issue because if they do dispute the charge, it's going to cost you. So say, okay, that's what restaurants do if they don't like the service. Okay, we just give it to you because it's not worth the reviews, the map mouthing, and have to deal with a chargeback. So if they if it gets to a point of a chargeback, try to prevent it. Say, okay, let me just refund you. You can give us a product back if you don't like it, and we refund you. And but you spell out your terms. Your refunds are good for 30 days, and you make sure that that's clearly written on your policy on your wall. The customer's receipt say so they have 30 days to return this, or 15 days to return this, and the bank cards are going to uh, uh, respond to that and say, "Hey, you you returned it after this particular day, so we can't get your money uh, back on it." So, for example, they uh, they dispute the transaction. Then they're going to contact you, okay, we need the uh, signature proof that this customer has received this. So you got to have uh, proof of a signature uh, that they received it or some proof that it went to the house, someone signed for it, or whatever, some proof to get to the bank. If not, the bank is automatically is going to charge them back because you're supposed to have a signature. If, you have, if they key the information in with a PIN, uh, there's no chargeback with that because they're responsible for their own pen. But you're responsible to keeping the signature on file or have proof that that person received the uh, received the item. 
Uh, charge back, come back. They pull the money out of your fund, your account, plus they charge you twenty five dollars. I would say uh, give the money back to them before that happens, because if that charge back comes in, of course at the end of the week you can say I already refunded the customer and the issue is settled and they won't charge you because you did it before you actually got official notice. But you can't do it after the point uh, because they probably will charge you. Uh, it's going to vary bank to bank. depends how many you're going to get, so just kind of keep that in mind. But anyway, those are the reasons why you want uh, to accept credit cards. You want to be very proactive. You want to grow your sales. You person in the business will spend a lot more on the credit card than they would spend if it's a cash transaction or they have to write a transaction for a check. The federal government accepts credit cards to make it convenient for their agents to use, uh, to make purchases. So if the government uses it, corporations uses it, you should be having it for your business as well. So again, those are take advantage of taking a uh, open your merchant account from whoever. If you want me to help you with that, I can help you with that as well for a charge. You guys, thank you for listening to the Core Business Show. Um, Tim JK, your host, and take care. I hope this uh, show uh, can I help explain why you need to accept merchant credit cards. Take care. You're listening to the Core Business Show. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.